Is it wrong to talk basketball during the first full week of college football? No, not when your four-star recruit Devin Williams is coming to Westwood to play a Poly Pavilion for McCronin. That's right, Devin Williams is coming, the first recruit, class of 2023. Who's coming next? What's the reason Devin came? We'll talk about that as we get things started on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. You can follow us on Twitter right there at Zach and Yox. You can Fine, maybe when we get that show Twitter up, we'll, we'll post things on the Locked On UCLA Twitter page as well. Go follow and like and subscribe on YouTube, or if you get it on the podcast, it's free wherever you get it, whether it be Apple, Spotify, etc. It's Locked On UCLA. Bruins, get that four-star recruit in Devin Williams. All right, Bruin fans, never been more hyped to do this. A-clap, baby. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, U, C. LA, UCLA, fight, 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 as we get locked and loaded for Locked On UCLA. Devin Williams, the four-star recruit who plays for the Compton Magic and, most importantly, his high school bowl at Corona Centennial, the defending CIF Southern Section Open Division champs and CIF State Open Division champs, a Husky squad that's 33-1, full-blown talent, Devin Williams over the weekend. On a Sunday, August 28th, was talking with ESPN's Paul Biancardi on a live stream on Instagram, deciding, hey, it's down to his final two, final two, excuse me, UCLA and SC. And we've seen nowadays in these announcement videos or Twitter highlight videos or just simple tweets, posts, whatever it may be, some people like to go with the edge of the dramatic. We've seen this in multiple times where people surprise their family. Other people don't surprise their family. All signs seem pointed, especially with the pulling of Jalen Clark, that maybe it seemed like the four-star recruit, Devin Williams, would be coming and heading to UCLA. Mick Cronin didn't have a class of 2023 recruit officially commit yet, and Devin Williams seemed like the first domino to fall. Well, if you watch that video, you could see, all right, we'll, we'll go off screen for a second here. Pulled up something little ugly. Yeah, this crimson red. Yeah, you see this? He said, nah, get that out of here. As we lose the microphone there for a moment. Nah, get that out of here. We're going. He didn't exactly put on a beanie, but he ripped open, said UCLA, and then let's go beanie right here. I can't even put the beanie on. Let's try this again. Let's go over the headset. UCLA, let's go fight, fight, fight. This whole family was busting off all the UCLA gear. They knew what was happening. No surprise scenario. Devin Williams coming to UCLA. I've seen different things. List him as 6'9", 6'11", 6'10", whatever it is. He's that elite force in the post that is can do a lot of things. UCLA getting that connection from the Compton Magic. There were USC connections to the Compton Magic that are also trying to pull Devin Williams in a certain direction, but I did see that Devin Williams was saying, hey, I'm a UCLA fan. I grew up, love that Lonzo Ball year. And he grew up being a Bruin fan, his own words. And that maybe in the end 
was what led him to being a UCLA guy. Even said that Mick Cronin, after he visited UCLA earlier in the summer, when he watched a UCLA practice, pretty much is what clinched it, that Mick Cronin reminded him of his high school coach and what could help him blossom in his career, whether it's, one, trying to help UCLA capture their first national championship in nearly three decades as we close in on that unfortunate remark there. But looking to capture natural national championship, do the best to help his pro prospects, and just be an elite recruit that can help UCLA going forward as they still have an empty hole with that class of 2023. But for Devin Williams, you could see on his announcement video, Paul Biancardi being asked, asking him, hey, some little pop questions here and there. How many national championships? How many Final Fours? But the kid looks ready to go. He's ready. That helps UCLA. That's some big size down low as they finally have that commit. He left it down to UCLA and SC. And this isn't like the old days. SC, especially with Andy Enfield, a very solid bunch with the bat on the basketball court, the Trojans. It's it's a it's a it's not a back and forth with your bitter crosstown rival, but Williams. We'll see if he gets those heavy heavy boos when those two teams play in January. Remember the schedule release had UCLA and SC playing in January, so about four and a half or so months until the Bruins will play USC twice. And for Williams, a nice recruit, one of two Williams the Bruins were targeting as we'll get to that in the other Williams, Brandon Williams, in just a moment. But when you get some size down low, like Devin Williams from Corona Centennial, walking into his senior year with Centennial, as they, they have that big football game this week if you're a SoCal High School football fan. But for him, all the talk, even during this first week of college football, first full week if we really kind of count week zero, we're talking college basketball because that's the big news, UCLA Looking to the future, even though we expect 2022 and 23 to be a significant year for the Bruins with still Jaime Jaquez and Tiger Campbell, those, what we assume to be departures of the full roster with including the Amari Baileys, the Adem Bonas, as we've seen Mick Cronin rave about his team, especially Bona and recently in a different podcast, that UCLA, they're expected to be good this year. But what does the cards hold going forward for the Bruins into the rest of this class of 2023? There's a few names I'm going to boot around. Some that may directly be, as we get rid of the, the good old beanie there, as we directly link maybe Devin Williams helping get a couple of recruits who are some more recruits, which we've gone over in recent episodes, recent past episodes that the Bruins might get. But now that Devin Williams is the first domino to fall for the class of 2023, who else can join him? Who else will? Who else, who wants to? And who can the Bruins actually get with other guys maybe having some feelers out there saying, all right, who's coming? Who's coming? As we tell you some words first about what's not smart about driving high. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stones? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. It's just dumb. Don't do it. If you feel different, you drive different. 
If you drive high, you will get a DUI. Don't do it. It's not smart. It is not. You're listening to Locked On UCLA. Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, your host for Locked On UCLA. Glad to be with you guys. Talking basketball, we will talk football. I'll get there. I'll get there. I know we got all our sights set on Bowling Green. A morning affair. Supposed to be hot. We'll get there. We'll talk about it. We'll sweat it out. It's fine. Speaking about sweating it out, UCLA fans no longer have to sweat it out. We no longer have to sweat it out about who the class of 23 first commit is. That's Devin Williams. We just got to that brief little overview, different little tidbits, remarks. He looks to be a first domino. Now we're going to go over who Mick Cronin may have his eyes set on. Of course, there's been offers. There's been maybe some official visits or unofficial visits, whatnot. I've written down some names. I believe I wrote down about five names of guys who may be in the mix. Almost in all cases, either the top player in the state or close to the top player, top five in their position. One of the names, Isaiah Collier, number one recruit from Georgia, visited UCLA and SC back in May. He's got some ties, some family ties, back to SoCal and Inglewood. You have Brandon Williams, who recently listed his top two in UCLA and St. John's. He's the number one recruit in the state of New York. You have Ron Holland, the number one recruit in Texas. El Marco Jackson, the number one recruit in Connecticut. And Andre Stoyakovich, who visited UCLA back in June, is the top 30-ish recruit nationally, depending on what polls you use. I know ESPN just updated theirs. There's Rivals 247, all different things. Pejia Stoyakovich's son, Andre Stoyakovich, as Devin Williams was kind of throwing some names out there as to guys he wants to pull with him and get to UCLA. Isaiah Collier, point guard, depending on which guy or which poll or which recruiting polls or whatever it is, stars, projectile composite ratings, all sorts of things. Depending on which one you use, he is the top recruit in the country. If he's not listed as the top recruit in the country, he's a 6'2 point guard, a guy who is at least the top five recruit. People will be battling for Collier. And a Georgia kid who UCLA, he did, Collier doesn't exactly have a lot of close decisions yet. Some of these guys have listed to their final two. Some guys did initially called out by Devin Williams. Collier, that'd be a nice get. He's not a guy that UCLA complete has their foothold foothold on and maybe on the recruiting side. It's not like they had Devin Williams. Like It seemed like it was leading. Collier, that's up in the air. That's the number one recruit that UCLA has their eyes on in the basketball sense of things to maybe replace Tiger Campbell. If they can get him, more power to him. If not, we'll see what happens. Then Brandon Williams discussed about him, a New York kid, a New York school, with UCLA in the top two. Is it likely that a kid with, you know, he shares the same last name as Devin Williams, but no, not related. Those He's the number one recruit, similar body build as Devin Williams. And it wouldn't necessarily behoove the Bruins to not bring in a guy that has a similar build to find minutes for both on the roster between Devin Williams and Brandon Williams, UCLA versus St. John's. But with the Devin Williams commit, the Corona Centennial kid, Brandon, is it likely that he'll come to UCLA? I don't know. Who knows? It's, you know, these kids, we've seen commits, decommits, a bunch of things go back and forth in the recruiting process by teenagers still finishing high school. But for 
the number one recruit in New York, Williams. It's nice to see UCLA continuing to start increasing their geographical recruiting trail, going from one side of the country to the other. Mick Cronin's been quoted as saying, you don't really have to leave California. You don't have to leave SoCal to recruit for basketball. There's so much talent. But he does recognize UCLA head coach Mick Cronin that with the move to the Big Ten, you can, yes, you can keep going and slowly increase your outreach and tell those kids in Big Ten country, come out west. Come enjoy the nice weather in Westwood and only enjoy a trip back out east with the poor weather for, say, a New York trip where UCLA plays Kentucky this year in a neutral site game against Kentucky in a nationally televised game against the Wildcats coming December. Williams, that's the guy that's listed to the final two. Same build as Devin Williams. We'll see. Ron Holland and Elmarco Jackson, both number one respectively in their states. Holland in Texas, Elmarco Jackson, number one in Connecticut. Not too much feelers, not really leaning towards UCLA at the moment. Not too much leaning to who, which of those schools those two guys are. Ron Holland, Elmarco Jackson. There has been too much word if you look over the different sites that he's leaning. Doesn't seem like as hard set as David Williams was with his connection to the Bruins with, you know, Jalen Clark, the Compton Magic, because of Rod Palmer, UCLA assistant coach, being one of those co-founders for the team. These guys, it's going to take a little more recruiting outreaches for the Bruins to get those guys. But those are four guys. I just listed four separate players UCLA is looking at and what they will probably need to have a big class with Jaime Hawkins Jr., who stayed. And a reminder, his sister's playing on the women's team. So another reason why he may have probably stayed. And he's looking to finish his career. Tiger Campbell, Bailey Bona, already talked about those names. Guys who are either expecting to go pro, maybe one and done. Who knows what the transfer portal looks like this year. But I just listed four guys that Mick Cronin and his, you know, his coaching staff are looking at recruiting-wise. Those are four separate number one players in their own state, in their own geographical footprint. So that's nice to see. But who's one guy that it seems like Devin Williams has in his ear? It's in his ear. Say, come on. That is Andre Stoyakovich from NorCal. He's a guy who... If you combine with all the times that Devin Williams has in his ear, the Compton Magic Connect, this is the guy who visited UCLA in June, Andre Stoyakovich, rated by rivals as a top 30 close to as a recruit, a guy who over his last few years, when he was a freshman in high school, now getting into his senior year, has grown seven inches, going from six foot as a freshman, lowly recruited in college basketball, getting some recruits getting some offers from some other division one schools like the Cal Polys of the world. And then all of a sudden he burst up seven inches, jumps up and says, all right, he's a small forward, a nice little recruit that continues to grow, works out with an NBA, former NBA champion in Peja Stoyakovich. And that's it's nice to have an NBA dad as your coach warming you up. So for Stoyakovich, he's been reached out by Kansas, Duke, Oregon, Visited Stanford, Virginia, Texas, but Devin Williams called out Andre by name and says he wants him to be the second commit. He's like, all right, I want Andre. I want him here. I want us both there. Those are six, seven, six, ten guards. Mick Cronin loves the four guard system, loves bigger wings. Maybe he can handle a shorter point guard, but his two, three, and four can either be a little longer, at least with the reach, undersized at the four and five. 
But Mick Cronin loves his scrappy ball players, and Stojakovic, who was offered back in June by the Bruins, is a guy where, you know, well, maybe not offered back in June, but for Stojakovic, this is a four-star recruit, another one of those guys who can be an elite help for UCLA, still other guys that can help the team, but from the Colliers, Williams, Hollins, and Jacksons, this is a guy who I think can be had, especially with what Devin Williams had to say in the various outlets he's reached out to, that Stojakovic is a guy he wants. He had Jalen Clark saying, come on, probably come to UCLA. This is the place to be. And now Williams looking to do the same to another four-star recruit, another top 30 recruit in the country. And UCLA could be set with another domino falling, and that could set in motion a nice slate of UCLA recruits committing in a certain little window before they eventually sign and become Bruins for real. UCLA basketball. Didn't think we'd be talking basketball, did we? Well, Devin Williams did post that he was going to announce his commit. So we had this day lined up about a Devin Williams commit reveal. Choosing UCLA. Let's go as we shift to college football. Week one of the college football season. Locked on UCLA. We've been waiting for this all summer long. We love her basketball. Yes, don't get me wrong. But it's college football season. Week one, Bowling Green, the Falcons out of the MAC coming to town. The MACTION, as they've always joked at the MAC, Shun MACTION coming to town in the Rose Bowl. Bowling Green, as we have like a little teaser preview as we build and work our way building up the rest of the week until Saturday morning. Yes, we hate to say those words. Saturday morning at 1130. But I guess the wonder is when the Falcons come to town, I've seen tweets and looked at the weather. It will be a toasty one in the Rose Bowl on Saturday, close to 100 degrees. It's Labor Day weekends. SoCal will probably already be packed with people going to the beaches, locals going to the beaches, everybody looking to stay away as far away from the heat that the Arroyo Seco area will bring the Bruins and the Falcons come Saturday morning, kickoff 1130 on the Pac-12 Family Network's where UCLA will have one of their few remaining games on the Pac-12 network. So for those who are going to struggle to watch that game or who may be sweating in the building or just listening to Josh Lewin on the radio call, the Bruins are going to be facing a fourth-year head coach, Scott Leffler, who is 7-22. That's coming off a campaign last year in 2021 where the Bowling Green State University fighting Falcons. The Falcons themselves, 4-8, in 2021, but here's the big thing heading into the season opening matchup. If you play sloppy, you will find yourself on the wrong end of a victory. Expecting a big victory for UCLA looks like lines, which we'll get to later in the week for our Bet Online Fridays. But for UCLA, big thing is they're probably around 20 point favorites. Last year, Bowling Green went to Minnesota. And beat a nine and four Golden Gopher squad. Yeah, they beat Minnesota 14 to 10 in a season and a couple of years stretch where Bowling Green had lost 10 straight road games. And then they went to Minnesota and beat them. A winless campaign in 2020. And in their head coach's first year in 2019, they were three and nine. So this is a guy who's building a team preseason predicted to be. Fifth in their own division in the MAC East. Yes, in the MAC East division. 
and that's behind Miami of Ohio, who is predicted to be in the first part of that MAC division. There's MAC East, MAC West. They haven't had a 10-win season when they had their two out of three-year stretch where they won the MAC in 2012, 2014. They actually have had with their 12-time MAC championships a much recent, a much more recent 10-win season. 2015, this team went 10 and 4. Bowling Green is a program. So funny enough, this is a program that they've come on hard times in recent years. But they've had a 10-win year more recently than UCLA. But something UCLA hasn't had, which was while they will face an FCS opponent, a non-D1-1A program, a 1AA program, UCLA will, has seen this Bowling Green team. They've fallen to an FCS program in 2017 when they went 2-10, and 10, the worst record in recent years, about five years ago, before Scott Leffler's time, when they lost to South Dakota. And this is a team that was riding high. The 2012, 13, 14, 15 years, those were good years for the likes of Bowling Green when they were the MAC champs in 15 and in 2013. I might have misspoken there for a moment. So they won those two MAC championships, one of 12 all-time, but then they've taken a dip the last five years, almost in the same way that UCLA's taken that dip, right? Although very different expectations for this program and for UCLA. UCLA looking to be the dark horse. And funny enough, Bowling Green, if you look at those preseason media polls, actually garnered one division first place vote. They could be one of those sneaky dark horses where UCLA is predicted to finish fourth in the Pac-12. They're expected to be one of those dark horses going this Pac-12 season. A lot of talk about how UCLA has an easy schedule. Well, they have to take care of business against a program that hasn't done it. If this game was played seven years ago between these two teams, it would have been a fun game. In 2015, they lost 44-41 to did Bully Green to Memphis. And we remember those exciting high-scoring games the Bruins played with Memphis way back when in those Jim Moore years with Josh Rosens and the Brett Hunleys and all that stuff. This game was played seven years ago would be an unexpectedly fantastic game. This weekend, the Bruins need to take care of business. A team that will be ready all summer long to pop UCLA in the mouth. They're saying, all right, we'll come to the Rose Bowl and sweat it out in the well over 100-degree heat we're expecting in Pasadena this upcoming weekend on the morning into that early afternoon where it'll get the hottest right when the game is finishing. The Bruins need to pop them in the mouth. And, hey, there's a message sent from former UCLA head football coach Jim Mora himself, the now UConn head coach. They just lost their first game to Utah State in Week 0 over the weekends. And he was saying, UCLA shouldn't have fired me. I, I was doing a lot better than Chip Kelly. Well, Chip Kelly has an easy schedule lined up in front of him to respond to the Jim Mora comments saying, hey, this is what I'm saying. UCLA is whatever. I like the UConn facility better than the UCLA facility, the Wasserman Athletic Center facility, the one that opened during Mora's last year. So a lot of shots being fired, comments being said. Now, Chip Kelly... Everybody's wondering, even though with the contract extension, how are things going to go? It starts with an easy game week one. It's an easy game. This is a team who did beat a Big Ten team last year, so you can't take them lightly. This is a game the Bruins should not win by less than about 20-plus points. And that's if Bowling Green scores some late bad beats touchdowns that we all love to watch that segment 
<laughs> with Scott Van Pelt. UCLA, this is only a brief little introduction to Bowling Green, a team that went 4-8, and eight, hasn't had a winning season since 2015, although they have had a 10-win season more recently than the Bruins. Yes, competition is a lot different, but still, both teams kind of having similar trajectories, kind of going down at the same time, UCLA rising higher, and Bowling Green looking with that fourth year under their head coach, who is only 7-22, and 22, maybe on the hot seat mixed in with the COVID problems, a program that at one point four years ago was ranking near the bottom in offense and defense. It's a Bruin victory waiting to happen, but this is a team that's playing for their head coach's job probably this year in his fourth year. That fourth, fifth year, you know, you see coaches get that fourth, fifth year option. This is a program that's waiting to punch you in the mouth. UCLA says, all right, we're the bigger dog. We need to do something about it. More in-depth coverage coming up the rest of this weekend as we kind of bring you the names, news, and notes about Bowling Green, the matchups about UCLA, as we walk our way to the beginning of the college football season. I'm already hoarse. Haven't even been screaming, doing eight claps, anything in the Rose Bowl yet, as we thank you for listening to Locked On UCLA. Go make Locked On Pac-12 with host Spencer McLaughlin your second listen. And some nice news and notes for all everything happening around the Pac-12 conference when the final couple years the Bruins will enjoy a Pac-12 slate. Go Bruins. We're excited. This has been Locked On UCLA. Thanks for tuning in. Go Bruins. We're ready for football season.